You're listening to Red Tent Sisters, a podcast providing expert sisterly advice on women's most pressing reproductive and sexual health questions. This week on the podcast, we're speaking to Soraya and Farah Jan Mohammed of OptiBac Probiotics about natural ways to prevent and treat yeast infections. Hello and welcome, everybody. This week on the podcast, we are fortunate to have sisters Soraya and Farah Jan Mohammed on our show to talk with us about vaginal bacteria, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll be talking about how you can manage your vaginal health naturally to remedy or avoid common health problems like yeast infections and bacterial vaginosis. So welcome, Soraya and Farah. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. (laughs) So as you know, I teach women how to chart vaginal secretions for a living. Um, So I do this as a way of helping women adopt natural birth control and to help them take control of their reproductive health. So one of the most common questions I get asked in my work is about how to deal with abnormal vaginal secretions, so not the healthy ones that we're looking for, you know, the cervical mucus that tells us that we're fertile, but the things that are coming out of our vagina that are not supposed to be there, like yeast infections. So before I ask you about that, I'd like to start with getting you to explain to our listeners today, you know, what healthy bacteria is and what role it plays in our body and what something like a yeast infection tells us about the balance or imbalance of good and bad bacteria in a woman's body. I don't know which one of you wants to to speak to that. but Yeah, I'll jump in there, Amy. So I think you got the key word there when you said balance. Um, Mm -hmm. So basically the gut is home to 100 trillion bacteria and microorganisms. So, And these are living and, yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's 10 times more bacterial cells in your gut than there are human cells in the entire body. So, um, they, yeah, they, they, there's this little story that says if you were to pluck a human being, if an alien were to pluck a human being off this planet, they'd say, yep, these guys are just a vessel for microorganisms. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it, but balance is really key. So it's really a balance of friendly, um, neutral and potentially harmful species all living together, really. So in an ideal situation, you have the friendly bacteria dominant and then you get yeasts such as Candida albicans in a real minority. So they're really kept in check because you've got this really good, strong, friendly bacteria, um, that's giving you a lot of health benefits. Um, the concern is when this balance becomes offset and that's when harmful microorganisms such as yeast can overgrow and then you know one symptom of that is yeast infections or we call it thrush here you know in the UK commonly Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a really clear clear um, symptom which is easily identifiable of this imbalance but there are many actually Um, yeah when you really look into it yeah Great. Does that answer your so question? It absolutely does. And I want to dive deeper into that in just a moment. But first, I mm-hmm. just want to highlight um, that like Red Ten Sisters, you are a family-run company. Your sisters who work together, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear just a little bit about, you know, what got your family so passionate about pro- probiotics? You know, how did you get into this line of work? Oh, yeah. So, um so as a family, you know, we've got a really big focus on health and especially natural health. 
And I think we've mm-hmm. always been really interested in this concept of how can you prevent disease rather than just cure it and treat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and our dad, by profession, you know, he's retired now, but he was a community pharmacist. So he had a, um, a pharmacy, a number of pharmacies, actually. And he used to get to know his customers and he would recommend extra bits and bobs here. And um, um, and so we've always had this real focus on um, and healthcare, and especially on looking after the gut. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this belief that actually once you look after your gut, that is absolutely key to your body's immunity and digestion and well-being overall. Um, so we tried probiotics and we were totally blown away with them. We just thought, wow, this stuff, it really works. So um, mm-hmm. that's how we got into them, yeah. <laughs> that's terrific. Thanks for sharing that. So let's get back to the issue of women and bacteria balance, um, especially in intimate areas. So can you tell us what some of the common sort of lifestyle factors are that will disrupt the natural balance of bacteria in a woman's body? Yeah, so unfortunately, it's actually many factors that we all experience <laughs> living living in the West in the 21st century. Um, so basically, I mean, a key one is taking antibiotics. So obviously these are not selective, right? So they kill the harmful bacteria, but then they also kill the friendly bacteria present in the gut, present in the intimate area as well. Um, But also there's other medications. So the contraceptive pill can actually, um, yeah, cause an imbalance in, you know, to the friendly bacteria. Then, you Mm -hmm. know, other factors such as stress has been shown to lower levels of friendly bacteria. Um, Traveling abroad, you know, we, we go to foreign countries so frequently these days and we expose ourselves to foreign microorganisms that we never would have been exposed to in the past. Um, and then, you know, our diet is so key. So although there are antibiotics and additives, pesticides, preservatives in our food, all those nasties, it's actually also the nature of what we're putting inside our bodies. So, you know, a lot of people have very high sugar levels in their diet, Mm -hmm. which directly feeds harmful bacteria and harmful yeasts. So that's really, you know, that's really quite key as well as looking at diet and saying, look, how many, are you having a meal that's 95% carbs? And should that be, you know, higher vegetable, higher protein content? Um, Right. So actually, it's a number of factors, which basically anybody living, (laughs) (laughs) sadly, anyone living in a big city like, you know, we're in London, really experiences every day. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for all of that and for highlighting some of the, the key challenges. And, of course, um, you know, the, the health issues related to the birth control pill are one of my, my personal passions. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get a lot of women who who just, who just end up having these kind of bacterial imbalances after the yeah. birth control pill, and they're rarely told that this can be related. Um, so it's really you, helpful to hear you speak. You know, Amy, it tends to be, yeah, it tends to be a bit of a vicious cycle because if a woman gets a bit of an imbalance down there, she's mm. sometimes taught that actually cleaning with mm. soaps and douches will make it yeah. better, but actually it makes it worse because mm-hmm. the in, this is one of the factors which really offsets the balance in the intimate area is soaps and douches because they actually kill your resident-friendly bacteria and then the harmful bacteria which cause bacterial vaginosis can flare up, which causes, right. that, fishy, which causes that fishy odor. And it kind of is a bit of a cyclical, never-ending mm. cycle then. Um, yeah. So it's, it's very much a, a, about education, really. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think that leads well into uh, the next question I was going to ask you, which is, you know, what are some of the mainstream treatments for bacterial imbalances that women are usually given? So if a woman has a flare-up of these types of symptoms and she goes, you know, to Mm -hmm. her family doctor, what types of things Mm -hmm. is she usually told to take in order to deal with these problems? Yeah, so... For yeast infections, the mainstream treatment is antifungal, either um, capsules, pessaries, or creams, or a combination of those three, mm-hmm. really. Um, okay. And then for bacterial vaginosis, it's antibiotics. And then obviously the urogenital area is also concerned with cystitis and urinary tract infections. Um, so women will take alkalizing um, sachets. They'll take... Um, cranberry pills, or if they have the problem recurrently, they'll be given antibiotics. So those tend to be the standard treatments, yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about how your approach differs. Like, what would you recommend for a woman with Mm -hmm. these um, types of symptoms? Yeah, so the advantages of of the the medicinal remedies and the standard treatments are the woman tends to get the more immediate effect that she's looking for. The risk of taking them alone is the fact that they tend to kill the infection, but they're not about replenishing your friendly bacteria. And the risk of this is that you kill the infection and it helps for a few days or so, and then the infection just flares up again. So we talked about, you know, sugar or alcohol being a key feeder of this yeast. So a woman may get thrush or, or yeast infection and take this antifungal. It may work for a few days and then it comes to Saturday night and she goes out and she has a lot of wine and she mm-hmm. wakes up the next day and she's got the same problem all over again. You know, it's, it's flared up again, it's come back. So right. what we recommend is actually if a woman is taking antifungal or antibiotics, we say she should really be taking a probiotic for the intimate flora alongside her treatment plan and it's actually Mm -hmm. been scientifically proven to increase the efficacy of the treatment plan so the antibiotics or the antifungals will statistically be more effective at at removing the condition you know the undesirable condition if she's taking probiotics so firstly it improves the efficacy or the success rate of the mm-hmm. conventional treatment. And then secondly, it's about prevention, so reducing the risk of recurrence. So right. we recommend that she takes it during the treatment plan and then continues to take the probiotic afterwards. And a lot of women will say, you know what, I'll just take one capsule a day just as a prevention, and they really find that that works well for them. Yeah. Mm. That's terrific. And I know you have a new product specifically for women's intimate areas mm-hmm. out. And I'm curious to know, how does it differ from other, you know, kind of daily probiotics or some of the other products that you carry, other types of probiotics? Yeah. So this this um, product is specifically for women. So it was isolated from healthy women. And these mm-hmm. strains have actually been proven in clinical trials to survive to reach the vaginal flora and colonize. And that's what's right. really key because 99% of probiotics on the market, as they should, are for the gut. 
So mm-hmm. they get to the gut, they have a healthy benefit on digestion, on immunity, on energy levels, and they'll have a knock-on effect on the vaginal flora because we're one body. It's a holistic body we're talking about. But the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is that this product is very specific for the intimate area, and they are for the vagina. They get to the vagina. They've been proven to do so. And actually, that's what makes this product so unique. And it means it's going to have a more immediate effect on all these um, conditions which affect the intimate flora, actually. Okay, yeah. interesting. So, um, so in addition to the fact that they're designed to survive to get down to the vaginal area, there are actually different strains. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Am I understanding correctly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, you've probably heard of acidophilus, for example. Mm-hmm. There is yeah. actually like hundreds of different types of acidophilus. So acidophilus is just a species. Within the okay. species acidophilus, you can then look at the strains and say, okay, this one has been proven. It's almost like when you show a bacteria can survive gastric acidity, it's like the first hurdle that it needs to pass. Mm-hmm. So it needs to jump over one hurdle to show survives gastric acidity, biliary salts, it has adhesion capabilities, and it produces antimicrobial substances. So all those things can be tested in a lab. But what's really key about probiotics, and this is where the research is today, is actually showing that they have a health benefit upon the host in a clinical trial. And this is what we're all about. You know, there's actually, Amy, the majority of probiotics on the market actually don't have any clinical trials behind them. But um, we never release a product onto the market unless it's really well clinically trialed because Mm -hmm. we, you know, we really believe that it needs to have been shown and proven to have a health benefit on the host. So, right. sorry, I don't know if I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's yeah. exactly what I wanted to know. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and that's a great segue also to the topic of research. So, you know, tell me a little bit more about uh, what the research says about the use of probiotics for the maintenance of good health. You know, the last, you know, 30 years ago, the research into probiotics was saying, wow, these things can actually help for digestion. You know, they were being blown away by the idea that you could take a probiotic and it will stop diarrhea. Um, And then about 20 20 years ago, they were saying, gosh, these these things actually boost the immune system. You know, our child's probiotics been shown to reduce childhood risk of infection by 25% if taken for the duration of the winter. Um, right. And then, you know, the last 10 years, they were looking at other things like energy levels. And But right now, where the research is, is really, really fascinating and exciting topics. So there's research into probiotics for obesity. There's research into oh. probiotics for skin health, eczema, acne, food intolerances, asthma. They're linking um, probiotics with mental health. Um, a really wow. exciting area of research is cholesterol. So yeah. the probiotic we launched in January, yeah, it has a clinical trial which shows that if taken for three months, it will on average lower cholesterol by 14% total cholesterol wow. levels. So, yeah, so I mean, research right now is really connecting to what the East has been saying. They've been saying in ancient Eastern medicine for centuries is that health starts in the gut you know you sort out Mm -hmm. the gut and you can sort out the whole body really so yeah that's Mm -hmm. what the research is showing these days yeah Mm, amazing 
Mm-hmm. And I'm also curious to hear a little bit more about, um, you know, what is the difference between, so you mentioned that in the UK, which is where I am right now, it's mostly called thrush, which is what I would normally call a yeast infection. But then we also have um, bacterial vaginosis. So what is, is there a difference? What is the difference? Mm-hmm. Yeah, should I take that one first? Yeah, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so bacterial vaginosis tends to be um, an upset of the good and bad bacteria. And mm-hmm. actually, it's we're more talking about bacteria here rather than all sorts of microorganisms. So thrush is caused by uh, a harmful yeast, but bacterial mm-hmm. vaginosis tends to just be this disturbance between the good and the bad bacteria. So you've got harmful, too much harmful bacteria um, in the balance. And um, the symptoms are a bit different, so they're, they're similar. It's thought that a lot of women who you know think they've got thrush actually have bacterial vaginosis. Mm. Um, but the symptoms do differ a bit. So, um, you know, both are thought to often uh, produce a discharge, but we're going into a bit of um, icky detail here. But the, yeah, that's the okay. Discharge... <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so get ready for it. But the, the discharge yeah. of bacterial vaginosis, you know, tends to be um, more of a thin and potentially a bit grey discharge, um, mm-hmm. Whether, whereas the one for thrush tends to be more like a lumpy discharge. And, you know, um, just to get <laughs> even more icky, they can compare it to cottage cheese because it's kind of right. thick and lumpy and white. Um, yep. So that's a big differentiating factor. And then another huge factor is that um, bacterial vaginosis, you know, of, often women report uh, sort of a fishy odor. Um, so that's typical BV as opposed to thrush. Okay. And would um, both of those conditions um, be remedied by taking the probiotic that you have specifically for women or would it be two different products or would it be a different treatment protocol based on whether it was the thrush or the BV? No, absolutely. So um, although they present themselves in different manners and one is caused by yeast and one is caused by bacteria, ultimately the root cause is still coming back to this imbalance of good and bad bacteria. So especially when you're talking about long-term health, this product would actually um, work for both both conditions. So. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fabulous. So um, I'm sure our listeners would love to know, you know, where they can find uh, you and, you know, if they have more questions and where they can get yeah. your products. Can you tell them a little bit about, you know, how they can access your products and, you know, how they can reach you if they have further questions? Yeah, of course. So um, probably the easiest way, uh, if a lot of your listeners are in Canada, is to just go onto our website. So it's www.optibacprobiotics.com. .co.uk mm-hmm. and um and we'll have a link to oh, that on our on our blog so that people oh, are reaching it if they have if they didn't if you don't if you're listening and you didn't catch that then don't worry we've got a link to it on our site <laughs> <laughs> great yeah and we do deliver um all over the world so um, so that's not a problem mm-hmm. we're also quite active on social media so hopefully you can tweet us a question and we'll get back to you quite quickly Oh, terrific. Wonderful. And I understand yeah. that you're also involved um, with a charitable organization. So I'm sure our listeners would love to know how, you know, some of the, the money from the products that you sell um, goes back into the community. So do you want to tell them a little bit about that? Yeah, so we're really excited. We've um, just partnered with this organization called Womankind Worldwide. Um, and they're a UK-based organization, but they do work with women all over the world. So it's an international um, women's rights organization. And um, they work with women around the world to do, um, to sort of 
help to work towards ending violence against women and enabling women to have a voice. So that means politically, as well as personally in the home, um, as well as economically as well. And um, and we think they're really cool. I mean, one of the really cool things they do is they partner with organizations in each country. So they'll go into Sierra Leone and they'll find a women's organization there and they'll work with them and they'll say, OK, how can we work together to to further women's rights and, you know, get mm-hmm. us an equal voice as opposed to going into a country and saying, oh, this is how we do it in the UK. So you guys have to do it this way and stuff. So, right. <laughs> So yeah, so we think that works. Awesome. Perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for each pack bought, we'll be donating um, 20p for the small pack size and 30p for the bigger pack size to Womankind Worldwide. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. This has been a really incredibly educational session, and I'm sure that uh-huh. many of our listeners will be very grateful for the advice that you have shared here today. So thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Red Tent Sisters, the podcast. We're Kim and Amy Sedgwick, co-founders of Red Tent Sisters, a business dedicated to providing holistic fertility, sexuality, and contraceptive solutions. If you have something you'd like to share about this week's topic, we invite you to join the conversation on our Facebook page. Or if you have a question you'd like to hear addressed on the show or have an expert you'd like to see interviewed here, please send us an email at thesisters at redtentsisters.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Red Tent Sisters, the podcast, for more great tips on how to resolve your feminine concerns and live a vibrant, passionate life naturally. Thanks for listening.